Hello and welcome back to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. This episode is a Confessions of an Unapologetic Rebel episode and I am joined by the incredible Laura Chenery. Laura and I met a couple of years ago when she was on my podcast in season two and we've recently reconnected and I really wanted to get her back on the show because so much has changed since we last spoke and I've always really admired the way in which Laura runs her life and the decisions that she makes and how solid she is in her truth. Despite projections, despite distractions, she is so solid in following her path and doing what is right for her, even if it logically doesn't make sense or even if it goes against the grain. And that's ultimately what Unapologetic Rebel is all about. And so inside of this episode, we speak about dealing with external projections and judgments. We speak about how to know if something is true to you and then how to have the courage to follow it. We speak about money and freedom versus money and feeling unaligned and unsatisfied. Turning your back on a multi-six-figure business to follow your path, your true calling, and then completely making it your own and making it highly, highly successful. We speak about following the path of least resistance and being comfortable when no one else gets what it is that you're wanting to do, trusting in yourself, which is absolutely huge. There is so much juiciness inside of this episode that I really can't wait for you to listen. So without further ado, let's do this. Hello and welcome to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibson. Each week I'll be sharing a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity and never given up, as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading transformation coach, helping you to release resistance around money, success and self-worth, and to see the limitless potential within yourself to be, do and have anything that your heart desires. My aim for this podcast is to share incredible insights into how to create a champion mindset and live the life that you were born to live with confidence, ease and belief. So are you ready to transform your life from the inside out? Let's go. So welcome, Laura. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to have you back on the show. It is going to be insane. I already know it. Just based on the conversation we've been having before a press record. How are we? Hi Emma, it's so lovely to be back. Um, and I know I just want to say this on the podcast actually that I had to go back and listen to our first episode that we did together because that was I think it was November twenty one. Um, and gosh, it's just so amazing sometimes to go back and listen and just see like how far you've actually come in that time. Like it's insane. It is insane. The fact that it was actually two years ago is frightening because. I remember oh, it. It's November now, isn't it? Yeah. I remember it as yeah. if it were yesterday and yeah. l- little behind the scenes. We lost contact and then we reconnected over a mutual post and then we were like, oh my God, it's you, it's you. And, and we've been back in contact. Um, and and I love like everything that we've literally discussed off camera. And so what I want to do before we get caught up in all of the, the conversations Um, that I intend to have with you is just to rewind back like you said you know so much has happened from when you were last on the show it'd be great if you can just give us a little bit of an update as to what that's been and how that's looked for you before we go any further so I feel like the only way I can really describe it is it's been like an evolution of me um I feel like I've really found myself mm-hmm. it was so interesting because coming into the coaching industry I mean 2020 for everybody was a time that none of us will ever forget like we had a curfew we couldn't go further than five miles from our home we were only allowed five minutes a day there was a freaking traffic light system to get into supermarkets you couldn't even wipe your butt because there was no toilet roll. I mean, <laughs> it was insane it was insane and then there was this invisible thing that was just oh just just kind of like oh my gosh are we going to get it and what's going to happen and you know i, I think it, and, and not, not schools were closed schools were closed for six months i was homeschooled and my daughter for six months I just feel like all of our worlds were just turned upside down and Mm. all of the food restaurants were closed and just everything that we would have taken for granted was gone and then all of a sudden all we were left with was ourselves our thoughts and 
and there was so much that changed in so many of us at that time that it, it was almost like I don't really know how to describe it other than it was like a vortex, you know, yeah. and, then, and then coming out of that was like, gosh, I need to breathe now. And I need, I actually really need to like reestablish myself and where I'm at and, and what feels right for me at this time in my life. And for me, one of my deepest callings at that time was almost like there was, there was so much noise around because you have a successful coaching business. Now you, you, you know, you need this time freedom and you need this and you need that. But actually like for me, I'm an artist and I've always been an artist and I built my first business, which was a permanent makeup business from the ground upwards. And it gave me such a beautiful life. And it, it gave me things that I would never have had if I hadn't had the courage to build that business. And more than that, it gave me the kind of like the creativity to give people their beauty, you know, like ladies who have been through chemo or, or illness and, and lost their brows in a devastating way mm. um, and, and just overplucked 90s brow victims and all of those things. Yeah. It was a huge part of who I am and a huge part of my life. And it was like, what, now I just have to sever this and be like, okay, so I'm above that now. Like, no, I felt this deep calling to go back to that. Everything had been online for two years. People would see you in the street and cross the road because you didn't have a mask on. Yeah. You know, like there was so much, so much disconnection and so much distortion between us all. And I was just craving that sense of like community. So that looked like reopening my beauty business, continuing with the coaching, going on retreats, going out there and meeting people in real life, meeting up with my clients in person and squishing them and giving them hugs and just just being around women and just real people and real conversations, deeper conversations, deeper connections, and like coming back to myself and in doing so, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, in doing so, it was almost like I, I didn't just find myself. I also like was able to reconnect with my mum who I hadn't spoken to for like nearly four years. And I was able to like deepen my marriage because that was on the rocks for a while, you know, like, I'd just become so wrapped up in the coaching world and so wrapped up in business and so wrapped up in doing that I'd lost a lot of my life and I'd lost a lot of what went on behind the scenes, behind the screen when nobody was watching and, you know, deepening my connection with my husband and we've got the most beautiful relationship we've had in the whole 13 years we've been together and Harper, our baby girl who we brought into the world this year in June is such a, you know, such a beautiful example of that. So yeah that was a long answer but do do you know it there's so much that I I can relate to and I think a lot of people if they're honest can relate to it's like you have to remind yourself of just how surreal that whole lockdown situation was um and it's like whenever you think about any memories you always have to take away the almost two years or add those two years and go oh you know that's when we we didn't do anything. So it, it must have been, oh, at least four years ago that I did that type of thing. And I think now we're starting to, re- because we've come through it and we're, we've processed it and we're starting to settle back into this new version of how life works, it's, it's shaking things up a little bit. And like you said something really profound about it's been an evolution, uh, a re- uh, it's been that you found yourself um, and mm. like you've come back home to yourself and that's exactly how I feel and I know we were just talking about this a moment ago but I do feel a lot of people are now starting to sort of shake things up a little bit and realise actually they're not as happy as they thought they were and that they can take back control and that there is other things out there for us to do that are away excuse me from these restrictions and yeah. you know craving physical connection oh my god that's something that I'm deeply deeply craving right now um and I think we can shut ourselves off from that and I know that I did I I just because we couldn't have it I just didn't allow myself to think about it um and then we can get so used to not thinking about it that we just accept it um and I think now more people are actually less accepting of the isolation part and are more open to their cravings and their desires and what that now looks like and I actually feel like it is a really exciting time right now for people it's definitely an evaluation time and a and a a shift is is definitely occurring absolutely and it, it needed to occur as well Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, I love the fact that you 
I mean, you spoke about your beauty business and your whole tone actually changed when you spoke about it. And I I can't see you at the moment, um, but I could imagine that you, it certainly felt like you were lit up by it. Um, yeah. But what came through also from that was that there's pressures of doing doing one thing versus actually what you're desiring to do. And I know that you said that you felt quite a bit of pressure to carry on in the coaching world when really your desire was to go back to the beauty world. Um, and from that, um, I know this was a conversation off camera that I want to bring back onto the camera, that there was a lot of um, opinions and projections that you then experienced because you made that pivot and that you shifted. And I think a lot of things that hold us back from really being the unapologetic rebel and really like following our truth and doing things our way is the opinions of others and the projections of others. And so I'd love to know how you navigated through that because that noise can feel really loud and everyone likes to form an opinion and share their opinion. And it, unless you are solid in your conviction and in what you're doing, it can be really distractive and really magnetic in pulling you back to the old rather than the new. So insights in what you've done to navigate through that would be really, really cool. I feel like I just make her the jump. Because <laughs> <laughs> she can't hear us because I've got my headphones oh, on. Oh, bless her. <laughs> I feel like for me, it was just a journey of emotional maturity, to be honest, because mm -hmm. I've never really been one to mind what other people think. Um, and I've also been a always been a very polarizing person. Like I'll always say what people would only dare think, and yeah. they would never say the things that I would actually say. I just say it like it is. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm spicy. You know, I'm I'm a projector in my human design. I have a laser focused aura. I just I just you know I'm that BFF that's just like this is this is black is white and white yeah. is black or whatever. White is white and black is black. You know, it, it's just kind of it is what it is. Um, and I feel like when they were sending me those messages. It was, you know, they they didn't actually know what was going on in my life, you know. It, it's almost like social media is what you choose to show the world. Yeah. You know, and some people think, oh, social media is someone's life. It's like, no, that's very different. My life is my life and social media is social media, you know. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was kind of like, is what they're saying true? Is it true that I'm failing or that I should be disappointed or that I'm letting my children down because I have decided to reopen a business that I've built with so much love that allowed me to take my daughter to New York at Christmas, yeah. that allowed me to take her to Disneyland for her like fourth birthday, that allowed me to have so much freedom that I could be there for her and never have to miss a nativity play, never have to worry about taking a day off if she needed the day off school and she was sick randomly. You know, having my own schedule, having my own freedom and having a very lucrative business, was it really me failing because I would still continue to be a coach and have my coaching business and also have my beauty business? Like, was that really like, hmm, no, that's not true for me. What's true for me is, True success is having everything, is having a multiple six-figure business like I did and not feeling fully fulfilled and feeling like something was missing and not having the presence in my relationship and not being the woman that I knew that I could be and not stepping into my, you know, the truth of my calling because I felt like I had to do what I needed to do just to make the money. Like to me, that's yeah. the ultimate failure, you know? Yeah. So yes. for me, it was like just following the breadcrumbs, following the path of least resistance of what made sense to me and being okay with the fact that nobody else needed to get it but me. And it, and it took me back to when I first started my beauty business because I remember saying like, I'm going to be an eyebrow artist. And I remember friends, family, like, oh, be careful, Laura. Like, why would anyone want to come to you for eyebrows? Because they'd just go to a salon and they'd get the nails done and they'd get a spray tan and they'd be able to get everything done in one place. Why would they come to you? And I was like, because I would specialize. And of course they would come to me because I would be the brow queen. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, but I go somewhere for my eyebrows. So I wouldn't come to you and I wouldn't want you to do my brows. And, or, you know, you really need to be careful with this and you're going to spend a lot of money. And everyone was kind of like doubting me, but I just knew that I wanted to do brows and that was it. And I didn't have to explain myself to anybody. And I did it. Mm. Six months later, I was earning five times my annual income and I, you know, was well known. I was having people travel from Europe to come and have their brows done by aeroplane by me. Wow. Up and down the country to come and have their brows done by me and was known as the brow queen. So, 
you know, and, and, and then everyone was like, oh, I knew you could do it. Yeah. yeah. So because I've been through that, like I've, I've been in business a long time anyway. Like I just learned that people's opinions it's almost like we're the mirror. So when people say things to us, it's never really even about us, even though it feels like it might be personal. It's like always showing them something within themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually where they've sort of, they've not been, a, they've not dared to take the risk themselves or whatever, or they've tried something that didn't work out. And, you know, so I, I guess in a way it was kind of just the emotional maturity side and just being like, that's not my truth. Yeah, I love okay that. People don't get it. Yeah, they yeah. need them to. And that's the thing is that we try and get people to to get it, don't we? And we can spend time almost convincing other people of our vision. But the reality is no one will see our vision in the way that we see it because it's ours and it's ours because we are capable of achieving it and it's written on our hearts and our souls to to achieve. And so there's so much that you actually just said in there that I just want to break down um, a little bit more because... When you spoke about other people projecting and like you said, you know, it's mirroring back how they really feel about themselves. Um, a lot of people can buy into that, but you said that that's something that you've never done. But what you followed it on with was that you would then ask yourself, is this ultimately true? And this for me is the, is the biggest thing when it comes to, I call it mind shit. Mind shit that bubbles up to the surface, that is our ego distraction, that can be fueled by other people, can be fueled by ourselves, by our past, whatever. Um, and we have a choice whether to tap into it or or not. And if you can ultimately discover that it's not true, then that gives you evidence to move forward and to have that sense of trust that if it isn't ultimately true, then. Um, just I've done it once before and I can prove this wrong I've proved it wrong previously and so on and so forth and it just gives you that that like you say a breadcrumb or um, a, a door opening to just move beyond the initial noise that comes through and I think that that is really really powerful and the other thing that you really mm-hmm. mentioned was that um, people were looking at well, you had your beauty business, then you had your coaching, now you're going back to your beauty business and you wanted to also do your coaching. I think a lot of people feel that in order to have one thing, they've got to sacrifice something else. And I know one of the beliefs that I have and one of the beliefs that I'm sure you have um, that has really carried me through and really allowed me ultimately to rebel against this is that we live in an and universe. And so we don't have to choose one or the other. We get to have both. And we can believe that we... If you you have that entrepreneurial mindset, I mean, Richard Branson said himself, he was interviewed and he said, if I'd have just stuck with one business, I wouldn't have a business today. Yeah. You know, like times change. And for me, the pandemic definitely showed me, like, did I ever think in a million years, I was booked up six months in advance with beauty. Did I ever think that I would ever be in a position where I would have no money coming in? Absolutely not. Yeah. But there are winter months, there are seasons. And when you say you want more, you're going to be tested. You know, you're going to be tested to see that you're ready to hold it. So I said, I want to be a coach. So yeah, I was thrown in the deep end and I built that coaching business and I had a 50K launch three months in and I never in a million years in my wildest dreams saw that happening. I sold out 16 one-on-one spots. I built that to multiple six figures. But then it was like, then you start paying your taxes then you start paying your VAT, then you become an entrepreneur and you realize, actually, you know what, having something that I love, that I've built and having a second stream of income, like what's not to make sense about that, you know, and doing something that you love, doing something that ignites your heart and doing something that you feel so fulfilled and you get to be around women, amazing women, you know, like I live um, in a local town and whenever I go out, every single time you can guarantee I'll bump into one of my clients mm. and we'll have a chat and we'll catch up and we have we, we, we have such a beautiful bond that goes so much deeper than, you know, somebody that does somebody's eyebrows, you know, because when you do beauty, it's like, it's medicine, it's healing medicine and it's channeled light. You're creating something and you're listening to someone and you're learning about them and their dreams and their their life milestones and to me it just it just all makes sense and it's just been such a beautiful thing since I reopened my heart and my door to that possibility and and got out of that ego narrative of 
you know, you just have the coaching business and then you just go with that and then that's it. If yeah. you look at any successful coach out there, I will guarantee you they don't just have the coaching stream of income. They will have a book. They will have yeah. a product. They will have something else. They will have multiple streams of income. They will have invested in property. They will have a sideline of income and they will have many streams of income. Tony Robbins has about, well, like 10 plus different yeah. streams of income. Like it makes sense if you want to be an entrepreneur if you want to feel fully supported by money you're you're not doing any of those things while you're exchanging time for money are you do you know what i mean Um, so it's like building something building a legacy building something bigger that supports you um because i I think that money is such a beautiful thing when it's in the hands of wise women yeah yeah i love that i love that and what i love um about what you just said is that really what is success it's so personal and I think we Mm. just feel that we have there's this perfect story that's sold to us um you know certainly in our industry like we were just talking about the whole multi-six figures seven figure business etc and you're sold the amazingness of it all without actually getting the behind the scenes of like the VAT the tax and 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 all of that sort of jazz And it can make you feel like you're almost failing if you haven't reached that. And yet, not everyone wants that version of success. That's not what they actually classify as successful. Like for me, my business is always, um, for me to be successful is that I'm always there for my son. Like, um, you know, you spoke about how the fact with, if your daughter was poorly, you could take time off and you were controlling everything and it didn't impact um, your business and your income and th- that for me has always been a, a number one priority like if I'm doing this it's got to work around max um, yeah. and you know it's so important to know what your version of success and what your values are and what makes you feel alive because when we're unsure of that that's when we can get brainwashed into the dream that someone else's dream that we then think oh well that dream's better than our, my dream and so I'm now going to chase their dream um because it's sold with a golden ticket and this that and the other um and we dilute or poo-poo our version um and so I love how you have remained solid in that what's helped you to do that Laura because is there a certain belief that you live by or is there a certain I don't know habit or behavioral thing that you that's helped you to really remain solid in that I'm a very spiritual person and I I get a lot of guidance and I I feel like for me like I'm so solid in my truth and and I can see beyond so much of the illusion around this is success and you know, the kind of like influencer kind of lifestyle and Mm. um, keeping up with the Joneses. Like I just, I see through all of that because, and I think as well, having experienced it myself and having the multiple six figure income and having the lifestyle and all of the things um, and then realizing that I don't, it doesn't make you feel any different. Mm. It's almost like people want to be free, Mm. but what they don't realize is they want to be free from something. Mm. They want to be free from debt. They want to be free from sadness. They want to be free from a painful past. They want to be free from shame. They want to be free from all of these things. And then that's what they chase. They're just never ending chasing the money and the things that they think are going to give them that sense of peace and happily ever after. They think that the future that they long for contains no pain. They Mm. think that once they get there and once they have the things, then they'll be happy. Then they'll be free. Then they won't feel the pain anymore. But what they don't realize is they have freedom to, freedom to choose, freedom to choose how they earn their money, freedom to choose how they spend their time, freedom to choose to heal the shame, to heal the past, to heal the pain, freedom to be happy in this moment right now, because if they're not happy now, they'll never be happy. Mm. And that's the difference. Mm. You know, most people are trying to be free from because they don't see that they are free too and that they are already free, you know, and that nothing is um, nothing is trapping them apart from their own self and their own stories that they're telling themselves and the meaning that they're giving to what those stories are. And, and, and I think the other thing as well is just seeing that when people think that they want something, it's because they've attached a feeling to it. Yeah. It's like we, we would watch a certain film because we know if I watch that movie or if we go to the same restaurant that we love, 
we're going to go there and we're going to feel that thing that we always feel when we have the thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just feel like knowing that those feelings are an internal thing and you can choose them now and an anchoring into that level of personal power, that was the difference for me. Yeah. What What's your go-to to tap into these feelings? Um, personally speaking, I've always struggled to, to tap into feelings. And so I'm always intrigued to, to hear how people do it. Because for me, with my past, um, I blocked off my feelings. And so mm. I disconnected from them. And I remember when I first kind of got into the world of manifestation and so on and so forth. And they were like, oh, just feel the feelings and just... and. And I was like, I'm trying, but I feel nothing. And it would be a cause mm. of frustration. Um, and so, I, I mean, I, I have found my way in that, in the fact that my feelings are generated through uh, conversation, through me running stories in my mind, through visualizations, that sort of stuff. And I've developed my own... Interesting you say that. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. So I was going to say it's because you're in your head about it and not in the body about it. Right. That's the thing. Like, yeah. and, and that's where the feeling and emotion is. The feeling and emotion is in the body. It's in the sacral. Yeah. Whereas when we're trying to think about it, and here's the other thing, the other piece to that is, are you trying to feel the feelings to manifest? Because this is this is mm. where then the control comes in and then the logic comes in and it doesn't work because we yeah. can't force it. We think oh, I have to, and it's almost like that's where the shame comes in. I'm ashamed and I'm pissed off and I'm fed up because I don't feel the way that I feel that I should feel in order to manifest. You can manifest everything that you desire on your shittest day. You can feel shitty and you can manifest. Believe me, I've been there. Believe me, you can do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it, so it's, it's more like taking out the manifestation piece because people think they have to learn how to manifest. You don't. You are manifesting every second of every day. Mm. It's as simple as that. It's not something you have to learn, right? But it's like the manifesting piece comes in. It's, it's, it's how do you want to feel every single day so that when you achieve the thing that you think that you want, you can look back in hindsight and be so glad that that was the way that you lived your life up until that point. Because it's, it's a mountain with no peak. You're never going to reach a destination. There's always going to be more. And it doesn't matter what you have right now or where you're at in your life right now. There is always higher levels. And the minute you stop growing, the minute you start dying inside, it's as simple as that. So yeah. how can you feel today? Where, like, where can you let yourself feel? Whether you want to scream into a pillow and cry and you want to feel that, and then you let yourself have that sadness and you stop blocking it out. And then you move through it and then you choose a different emotion. It's like moment to moment, not making yourself bad or wrong for any negative emotions. You're not going to manifest anything bad from that place. You'll still manifest the things that you want when you honor your emotions because they're just energy in motion. Yeah. For me, I guess it's, um, it's just choosing not to be on that emotional high because what I used to experience was like I would have – a, a high income day maybe let's just say I had like a 20,000 pound day and then I'm like woohoo one car night oh my gosh this is so incredible no, no, no. it's like a dopamine hit yeah and then when you have a quiet day or you have a quiet week or you have a quiet month being on that real like downward spiral and the beliefs would come in and oh you should be doing this right now and it should be like consistent it should be this way and then getting into my head about it and creating a story about it creating a meaning about it getting in this downward spiral and then trying to control of the, the outcomes, burning myself out, you know, spending hours and hours and hours trying to trying to figure things out instead of just allowing things to be the way they are. And, and, and for me, the deepest piece here is I have unwavering faith that our vision is gifted to us from a higher power. So that's what I truly, truly believe. And I know with my whole heart what my vision is and that could change and I'm open to that. But right now I know what it is and I know where I'm going and I know Every single piece of my life, moment to moment, is leading me to that place. If I continue to show up, if I continue to trust, if I continue to do the things, whatever I'm in right now, I clearly, I clearly need to grow. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. That is my honest belief. So, you know, and, and also just knowing that life is going to happen. We can't manifest a perfect existence because that's not life. There's, there's, there's birth and there's death. You know, there's, there's hard times and there's great times. And it's just walking with that duality of, can I feel sad but not allow that sadness to dictate my whole entire life? Can I feel sad? And also, can I be feeling happy in that same moment? 
can I walk with both? Does that make sense? Oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. It makes, for me, I mean, I speak a lot about, you know, when you, when you have a desire on your heart and you declare it, um, it's already yours. But what comes from that declaration is almost like the lesson package and the assignments that come with it. And so we go through everything for a reason and it's all building, it's all compounding towards your desires. It just might not feel like it because we have such a, a, a small view and idea of how things should work. And the reality is, is the how is obviously not our responsibility and we hear this a lot, but when you truly tap into that and you sort of hand that over to the co-creative part, to the universe part, then it allows you to be a lot more open to what comes your way. And I know certainly for me over the last couple of months when I've been going through some challenges, that reminder that this is all happening for a reason and there's a lesson that's attached to, to whatever scenario I may be in and this is helping me expand my capacity to hold my future self and to to shed layers and um, release parts of me that I can't take with me and to strengthen other parts. And it just makes the whole process feel more magical and, and less punishing because we can sometimes think, oh, this isn't happening. We've done something wrong. I'm being punished. This is a sign that I'm not meant to have it rather than actually believing and trusting that it's all building and if you're going through something right now it's because there is a lesson or an assignment that's in that that's relevant for you and for your future self especially if you want to hold other people yeah because how can you possibly hold other people if you can't even hold yourself and yeah you can only meet people as deeply as you're willing to meet yourself so if, if we truly want to be leaders and we truly want to be able to walk with other leaders then first we must lead ourselves yeah and first we must be able to hold it if we're going to be as flaky as a sausage roll and fall apart just because things aren't going our way and we're going to spit our dummy out and have a tantrum yeah are we quite are we quite there yet are we quite emotionally mature enough to hold people in their space because personally like i wouldn't want a mentor that was in that place of like why me like why me why me I, this shouldn't be happening, you know, going into inner turmoil and we've all been there, but it's mm -hmm. like, I would want a mentor that's solid and is like getting excited about the adventure, like the Jack Sparrow and being like, hmm, what's in this? What's this teaching me, you know, and just builds their resilience and just allows it to strengthen them. So they're able to hold other people through those times. And this is the other thing, everybody's sharing the highlight reel. I don't care for the highlight reel. It doesn't interest me. I find it boring. I love to know life experiences. I love to know how people navigate them. Like you said to me a minute ago, how do you choose those feelings? Mm. Well, you know, because you can, I, I can speak from experience. I can speak through navigating experiences. It's not yeah. something that you're going to learn in a textbook. And to me, that is the piece that I, I was craving. And that is the piece that I love to go in and, you know, get into close proximity with people to kind of learn those things from them as well and and see the way that they navigate through those times versus oh it's your mindset go and work on your mindset like oh literally really, really? yeah <laughs> yeah it's about becoming your own evidence isn't it through your embodied yeah. work and you know when you can be so like you said you've experienced that you're solid in that because you're basing that on your own world's experience and so you know as Laura, that that works. And so anyone that then comes at you with their projection or their opinion, you're like, well, that's fine that you think that, but I know from my experience and my embodiment of this work that that's not true. And actually what I believe is true for me. Um, and equally, and if they're paying that much attention on my life, then they're not paying attention on themselves and their lives. So it's like, again, is that somebody that I really want to be listening to and taking advice from? Yeah. Or would I rather be with somebody who is just so focused on themselves and their lives and focusing on working through their triggers versus, you know, kind of projectile vomit in them over other people. Like that's probably not the people that I'd really want to be taking advice from anyway. <laughs> well, no, and I think, you know, that is such a key thing is that it's getting the right advice and that's, you know, proximity is power. That, that statement is powerful for a reason. And I think yeah. we can get caught up in um, conversations with the wrong people. And I know certainly in the past, I have with family and with loved ones who, you know, love and care for me, but don't run their own business and so aren't qualified to give me advice 
on well it's like if you want marriage advice would you take it from somebody who's been through five divorces and is single well exactly would you take it from somebody who has been through three divorces or however many divorces and has found the one and they've been with them for 10 years and they're happy ever after of you know they they go through their things but they navigate them together and they've built this beautiful you know fruitful relationship like yeah. who are you going to take advice from and yeah and again are you going to take advice from somebody who's not good with money or somebody who you know has multiple streams of income and knows what they're doing with money and how to invest and where to invest and where to get advice like that that's the biggest picture and and you can still i mean you can still ask for opinions and you can still get advice but ultimately it's like what do i believe what do i know what yeah. feels right for me you know yeah definitely and I think, you know, ultimately it is down to us. But I think for me, like one of the things that's that's moving forward in 2024 is building a big community of like-minded people. And I think the more that you can engage in conversations like me and you are having, and we're both of a, you know, similar understanding in the way that we view world, the world, um, and have similar-ish experiences, but, you know, similar values. I think when, when you can get into the conversations with other expanders, it naturally expands you and elevates you and lifts you away from the, the uncertainty, away from the noise, away from the distraction. Yeah. And pulls you into the, the mindset and, and the energy of anything is possible and that it is all happening for me and that it is all building and it's so so important and I see so many people not value the relationships that they have or don't outwardly look for people who can expand them um, through money or any excuses or time or whatever that they might bring but we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. And while we can't always physically be in contact with people, we have the internet that has access to anyone around the world. And so yeah. we can always open ourselves up to being in, in the company of people who are in America, who are in Australia, who are in Europe. Yeah. If we desire. Exactly. And, you know, it's finding... It's finding your people, but being open to that and being mindful of... I mean, I know I'm very mindful now of the conversations I have with certain people. I, mm. I'm i very intentional with who I speak to about certain things. Yeah. And that's not... I don't, you know, I don't like them. It's just I know that they're not the right people to advise me on things that they know nothing about. And I've been... And that's the, do you know what? That's the thing as well, isn't it? It's like... It's not coming from a judgmental place. No. It's literally just coming from a, a place of sovereignty, of, of, of calibrating to something, you know, if, if somebody who can call you forward into um, a deeper understanding and a deeper level of embodiment. Mm. So it's not like, you know, like just to point out like what I said earlier isn't to shame people that have been through divorce or shame people that are single, but it's it's like, would you take relationship advice from them? Because they obviously haven't found that, that answer themselves yet. Yeah. You know, they obviously haven't found that themselves yet. And that's okay. Like that's part of their journey and that's part of their piece. But it's like you, you can choose who you take your advice from. Totally. Totally. Um, and I think that is where we are responsible. 100% yeah. responsible. And we can't think, you know, there's a blame culture that floats around and stuff. Oh, well, you told me to do it, but ultimately we're radically <laughs> responsible for the actions that we take. Um, and I think, and that's the thing as well. It's almost because again, that's another piece of the coaching, isn't it? I think that's where people do have to be careful on overpromising results to get people into containers. Because yeah. the thing with that is, do you really want to take responsibility for your client's result? Because it was your client that had to get themselves up in the morning. It was your client that had to go and take the action to make it happen. Mm. And and if you're taking responsibility for their results then you're also taking responsibility if they don't get results. And then that person is going to then point the finger of blame at you. Yeah. And it's like, but no, because then they're not responsible. Then they can deflect responsibility. And then that's not an empowered path for them to walk, you know? Totally. Because they're never going to look at the pieces of, well, why didn't it work? Why didn't I get the results? Did I fully show up? Did I fully do this? And then they're going to rock out. So I, I think that the accountability piece is so important of, radical ownership and responsibility you know in, yeah. in ourselves and, and what we're doing and what we're choosing because we're always choosing without a doubt choosing is still choosing isn't it yeah 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 and you know it, that that sort of leads me on to what i was going to say to you before is that um 
you mentioned earlier about um I, I can't remember the exact thing that you were saying but i wrote down about how we have choice and and obviously we are yeah. human so there will be a, a moment or two where there might be a human reaction that comes through from someone's projection but it's having yeah. the it's having the awareness to know that that there is another choice and the other choice is to respond differently and i think and i also feel like that comes from parenting because there have been times when i've been snappy with ella yeah you know, and I, I've, I've sort of got snappy and been a bit short with her but i will always always take ownership afterwards and be like you know what ella Mummy isn't perfect or, yeah you know like i'm out in the car and somebody cuts me up and i i get mad and then i'm like yeah. you know what ella but sometimes mummy probably cuts people up you know, mm. like we're not perfect, but you know what, Ella, it's okay to feel these things and you know, it's okay to feel that way. And if ever I say something or I do something, I think actually that wasn't quite right, I'll take ownership for that. Yeah. And I do exactly the same thing in my marriage, you know, because it could be so easy to never say sorry, to never never be the person to admit those things, but it's because people are afraid of vulnerability. But I, I just think vulnerability is such a beautiful thing, and what a nice thing it is for somebody to turn around and acknowledge something and 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 validate how how you felt. And mm. I, I just think it just brings a beautiful layer to to your relationship. So it's almost like if you do make a wrong choice, whether it's to yourself or to somebody else, just own it. Just own it. It's okay. Like yeah. you know, it's almost like everyone wants to win and everyone wants to be right, but you win when you just when you just choose peace no matter what you do and uh, I want to dive a little bit deeper on the vulnerability piece because a lot of the work that that I certainly do and I know that you do with with your clients is very vulnerable and the reality it isn't actually for everybody not everyone is ready to to do the deep unfiltered definitely. work um, definitely because it is so vulnerable I'd love to yeah. just understand a bit more about like if you could just go a little bit deeper on what you were sharing then about vulnerability because it's like there's a stigma still like oh god I can't show vulnerability um uh, I'm gonna get hurt or it's unsafe and so on and so forth but um yeah if you could just share that because there was another question that has escaped me and it will come back in a moment <laughs> that's also linked with that I just feel like there's this thing that says and, and it's this invisible thing I don't even know where it comes from but it exists in so many of us. I can't be soft and strong. Yeah. And when we're children, when we look at our children and when we look at when they go into school and they, they start to be molded and they start to be formed into who they need to be, it's almost like a survival technique, isn't it? And and when we feel small, what's the quickest way that we can feel big? It's to kind of almost overcompensate with dominance or control or or um, overconfidence, you know, or over arrogance, whatever it is. And mm. it's, it's almost like keeping the swords up just in case. Yeah. So only ever letting people get so close, only ever letting people know so much. And it's because we've experienced so much pain for getting things wrong, for not, for not being the good girl, for not being who the world told us that we needed to be. And also because when we're children and i see this so often and this isn't judgment this is simply an observation and i see this so often i went to a play area and my daughter was outside playing and i was feeding harper and this guy was there with his little girl and she was crying and he was like i'm gonna take you home and then she cried even harder and he was like just shush just stop it i'm gonna take i'm gonna take you home and then there's gonna be no tv and then she cried even harder and it was because she was just overstimulated she just mm. needed a cuddle she mm. just needed even not even question how she was feeling but just let her feel it and say it's okay sweetheart I've got you yeah you know, daddy's got, daddy's got this like come here let me hold you know let's just give you a minute let's just take some time out just breathe now and then when she then calmed down because she'd then be able to regulate herself now what would you like to do would you like to stay here or would you like to go home but mm. it's almost like the second a child cries the, the parent cannot handle it because people are looking at me. People are, yeah. looking at me. people are thinking I'm a terrible parent. People are thinking my child is a little brat because it's acting out. That child isn't acting out. That child is just learning what its emotions are and how to regulate itself and how to deal with them, you mm. know? Mm. And it's like when a child gets angry, a child doesn't want to share. And they're like, you need to share. That's selfish. And they get punished for that. But then they're never going to learn boundaries. They're never going to learn what's theirs and what isn't. They're never going to practice discernment. So mm. I feel like it's it's um it's it goes so deep vulnerability because it's from such a young age as a child and also 
like if you're different from the group or if you stand out from the crowd or you know if you're not the cool kid then you're going to be like ripped to shreds it's almost like a lamb going into like a, a wolf a wolf pit or a snake mm. pit do you know what i mean and 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 i and i feel like there's that kind of like thorn technique where people just learn to just be who they need to be so that other people can feel regulated because they don't know how to to hold themselves so how can they possibly hold them and then it just creates unregulated adults yeah and and it's so interesting because you always know when people are unregulated because of how they respond to things and that what their emotional home is so let's say that something doesn't go somebody's way like i was actually talking to my husband about this because when he was at work something happened and the the client wasn't happy and they literally turned into like a five-year-old kid like shouting about it and just throwing a tantrum and and i've had it with some of my clients in the past and you just instantly see an unregulated adult who hasn't learned how to um cope with their emotions and deal with their emotions and grow uh, emotional maturity and emotional intelligence yeah and it's not to say that it's bad or wrong but it's like it, it creates a lot of stress unnecessary stress in their body and then they don't ever get to feel vulnerable because they learned that it was bad. Does that mm, make sense? Mm. Yeah, it, it makes huge sense. And, you know, I wrote down when you were saying this, there's there's actually a lot of strength in vulnerability. Um, and, yeah, we all see it as a negative. And, and like you say, we've, from child, I mean, our childhood molds us in so many different ways. But depending on how expressive you've been allowed to be, growing up will determine how good you are with being vulnerable and the relationship that you have with that um but actually i also you know i'm very much one about normalizing things and i think we can pedal stall a lot of people and think that when they are doing certain things got some a certain level of business or success or relationship that that they are never vulnerable and they never go through any shit. And the reality is we're all vulnerable people, but it's how you you navigate through that and how you allow yourself to be in those moments. Um, like, do you see it as weak? Do you see it as, as um, strong? Um, and I think for me, certainly, if, if I can be in the... If I see people who are being vulnerable... I'm far more magnetized to them than I am those who pretend everything is great. Yeah, exactly. And I actually think there's so much power in showing your vulnerability and your human side. Like, I'm deep on the human behind it, behind life, you know, behind the strategy, behind your desires, behind your goals. It's, it's the human that is the attractive part. And knowing that someone is giving me permission to be vulnerable by them being, they're showing their vulnerability and yet they're still proving to me that it's safe and that you're still going to be successful and get the results. I think that's one of the most powerful things you can see and witness in someone. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. The other thing that I was going to say to you, which does link with that, is we can make ourselves feel wrong a lot and we wrong ourselves in things that we do. And again, going back to beliefs, one of the beliefs that I have is there is no right or wrong. If you believe that everything is building and compounding and working in your favor, leading you to, to your desires, how can anything be wrong? Is that something that you would agree with or not? I think there's a layer to that, but I uh -huh. also think for certain things like you know some of my clients have been through some real trauma with with childhood and abuse and things like yeah. that so and it, that, that's the fine line isn't it because mm. it's like you don't want to gaslight yourself because those experiences were very valid and those experiences were very real and very raw and yeah you know, some, some people have been through and if you look at what's going on in the world right now you know it is absolutely gut-wrenching and it's oh, totally. heartbreaking yeah and i can't say that i would say that what I see in those respects, I like, you know, I there is always going to be polarity, and I get that, but there are certain things that feel really heavy on my heart. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, so I, I, I feel like I know, I know exactly what you mean, though, about everything is leading up to the person that you're meant to be, and I totally mm -hmm. agree with that. I mm -hmm. really do. And when, and when I look back to my own past trauma. It's not like I'm gonna look to the the people who kind of hurt me and be like, I'm so grateful for you. No. But but it did make me the woman that I am, and and all those pieces have kind of come together to make me who I am. But 
there are certain things that I will never fully truly understand around the human psyche and what people can do to other humans, like the level of pain they can inflict on each other um, in those level of things. But yeah. it's, it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? It is a hard one with that one, I must admit. It is. I mean, 100%, like when we, when we dive into it deeper um, with what's going on in the world, there is no justification whatsoever for for the yeah. behavior that is going on i suppose yeah. sort of from the angle that i was working at it was i mean when i look back to the abuse that i went through yeah. um w would i go through it again well not out of choice but it has yeah. made me who i am today so um there are certain there's a relationship that i have with that that has not it doesn't feel wrong anymore it feels that that was part of my journey to get to where I am and I know that that doesn't Absolutely. always sit with everybody especially if they're in the thick of it um and this is me speaking on the other side but what, what yes. I suppose what I was really meaning is that if we're if say if we're selling something or we're promoting a, a program or a product um for argument's sake because we're both in this industry um and things aren't going in the way that we want it to. And we're going through all, the, all of the strategy. We're following all of the steps. We're doing what we've been told to do, you know, ticking the, the to-do list off and like who, and nothing's selling. We automatically think that we have done something wrong in that strategy or that we've not said it right or we've not priced it right and so we go down the wrong route on the physical level rather than actually looking going do you know what the price is right and there, this product is right but the but the energy that I have behind it is sprinkled with doubt and mind shit and wrongness that I'm sprinkling that over everything I'm doing and so that will be received by everyone that's in my world and so we can always wrong it rather than going well actually no it, it's it's not wrong I just need to refine it and tweak it does yeah, that make sense I, I think you touched on that earlier as well when you said about people then opt out and they're like it's not an alignment and what they're really saying is this is too painful yeah. I can't deal with the disappointment I need yeah. to exit now yeah um you know 100% and just to say what just to touch on what I mentioned a moment ago, I think where I was going with that is one of the experiences that I'd had is that one of my clients was in an experience and she'd been abused. And yeah. the person literally said like, oh, it's probably karma from a past life. Or oh, gosh. Like, oh, children choose to go through abuse. And it's like, yeah. children don't choose to go no. through that. And, and, and there's always that narrative. And I, I actually think it's really important that that's come up on this podcast as well. Because I feel like that's stuff that I'm passionate about is like, like you said, not making it bad or wrong in a way mm. of like not shaming yourself because mm. it happens. Um, I think that's a really important piece as well because everybody has history. And this is one of the things that, that you can sometimes find is like as you start to progress and as you start to evolve and as you start to hold more and as you start to earn more money and as your life starts to shift, it's almost like this part of you, this little voice comes up and this is where the shadow work comes in because it says, but remember when this happened to you when you were five remember when you got humiliated remember mm. when this happened remember when you had that you know narcissistic ex-boyfriend remember when you made that really shitty choice and it's like the past comes back to bite yeah because we weren't perfect and it was a time when we weren't perfect and and i feel like this is where the solidity comes in on who we are and in our conviction is when we can own our story when mm. we can fully own our story and where we've been and the things that have made us who we are mm. um and I always think to Eminem on his last gangster rap battle when he was kind of like, you know, he was neck and neck with this guy and the guy was about to absolutely shred into him about the fact that he was from a trailer and they had no money and, mm. you know, that he was he was this and he was that. And Eminem, like, the, the guy says, right, who's going to go first? He's like, right, Marshall, you go first. And he raps. He's like, yeah, I'm this and yeah, I'm that and yeah, I'm from a trailer and yeah, you, your your guy got with my girl and yeah, this happened and yeah. And he just literally just was like, yeah, this is me. Yeah, and yeah. He said to the guy, but what about you? What about you? And this guy was like trying to make out that he was like this big I am. And he was like, your real name is Francis. Your mum and dad have the perfect marriage. Yeah. He went to private school and everyone's like, oh, oh. Yeah. You know, because he didn't. He, he couldn't be that in, in where he was, in that world that he was in. He was never going to be embraced for those things because 
you know, everyone went through really hard times. So it was almost like because he owned his story, the other guy then went to vote and he couldn't speak. He yeah. couldn't rap, he couldn't say anything because his whole like strategy was to make Eminem feel ashamed of who he was and his background and like, yeah. oh my God, what's everyone going to think of me? But Eminem went straight in with it and like, yeah, this is me. And he won. And then look what he went on to do with his yeah. life. So I feel like there's this real huge piece of, can we just allow our story? Can we just own yeah. where we've been? Can we just know that there's parts of our story that, you know, that, that, that have happened and that we can make peace with it and then we can actually choose to go on to create the most incredible life for ourselves mm. and for our families and that we don't have to choose that emotional home of survival of whatever we went through we can choose peace we can choose joy we can choose elevation we can choose love and we can go out there and we can use that to change the world you know and to impact people's lives yeah yeah no that it's it's so powerful so powerful so true um and, and I've forgotten about that part actually on that movie, but I, I freaking love so that good. movie. It's so, so good. I actually, I know Ella's obviously only young, but I did show her <laughs> at yeah. the end, and I was like, now what do you think? Because I'm always teaching her. I'm always, I know, like, you're probably the same with, you said it's Max. Yeah. Way. Yeah, you're probably exactly the same way. You're so mindful. When you come into this coaching world, it's like you suddenly realize, like, your child, like, how much like of course we're never going to be completely perfect but you suddenly realize how important your role as a parent is. oh gosh yeah and like for me with Ella I'm just always like trying to teach her like different shifts and different narratives and we call them in beliefs gremlins and she has such a beautiful view on life and things just don't bother her and when I look back to when I was a child I think my gosh like Ella's my hero I I wish I'd have been more like her as a child you know but when I showed her the gangster rap battle I said like what do you think made him win she was like my gosh she just didn't care and he just let his story and you know he just owned it and this that and the other and, and it was just a really beautiful thing to sort of show her because mm. like you know like that's what happens nobody people can only touch you if they've got something on you yeah like, yeah yeah they can only bribe and affect you when you haven't fully embraced all of the things that made you who you are yeah and i think that kind of goes back to the fact that for me our superpower is who we are and in that movie that shows that Eminem's superpower was him and his background and his past and when he accepted that it led to powerful things and I think when we take our because we put masks on to try and portray the perfect this that and the other and the reality is no one gives a shit about that when you actually <laughs> yeah. when you when you show who you really are like that's when people kind of sit up and listen and I know and when you look at artists as well like when you look at artists like musicians like even Ed Sheeran I don't know if you've seen it on the Disney channel but um if you haven't it is so good he's got a documentary on oh yeah yeah life. Mm. have you seen it yeah I have yes yeah, really powerful he is so beautiful and yeah. so down to earth and just such an incredible human being like I just love him I absolutely mm. love him and he's not actually far from me he's in Disney on Norfolk so he's literally like an hour and a bit away but I just and he he performs at um, Reedburn, where my grandparents are from. And, oh, wow. and I remember I had to go into work. And do you know what? That was one of the reasons I had to go and start my business. So I was so angry that work wouldn't let me take the day off to go and meet Ed Sheeran. Right. Because when he'd done his Lego house, he'd done yeah. his first album. So he wasn't huge like he is now. But I just really liked him. And I really wanted to go there and meet him. Because he was like on the stage at this sort of like mini festival in Reedburn. And he used to do a lot of performances and things in Norwich, like mm. near me. Um, and he's just so down to earth and so real and his his music is his art it's his way of expressing himself and it comes so naturally to him yeah. because he owns his story and he just shares the love that he's going through and like his small bump song yes I used to listen to when I was pregnant with Ella and it used to just rock my soul and even like the other one um oh I can't remember what one it is now but it's I thinking out loud and it just reminds me of my husband and like they're just you see yourself in so many of his songs and and so many of the most beautiful artists in the world have taken their most saddest moments or the things that have impacted their lives in in the most sort of like heartbreaking or heart-wrenching way or most beautiful way mm. and they've created the most beautiful art with it whether it be in music whether it be in um, a film or a movie whether it be in a book whether it be in in some kind of form of creation and art it's just such an incredible way and and i feel like this these are the ones who really make it to the top the people who yeah. just own their story and they're not ashamed of where they've been or who they are and they share it and and that is what i want to see more of in the coaching industry and more of online versus 
I'm going to go into your course. I'm going to learn from you. And then I'm going to teach that to my clients because I don't mm. trust myself. I don't trust my story. I don't trust my life experiences. Mm. I want to see more people coming forwards with that because, you know, if Beyonce went to, you know, Shakira and learned from Shakira, then you wouldn't have Beyonce. With exactly. Rihanna went to, you know, a, a, I don't know, Eminem and learned from Eminem and then became that and then was never Rihanna. You know, like people have to be themselves because that is the most beautiful thing of all, don't you agree? Oh my gosh, and I, I so do. And from the other the other one that really sort of highlights who I think is one of the ultimate unapologetic rebels is Adele, because she doesn't give oh a shit. God, yeah. She is she is I mean, she's huge and she yeah. is the most down to her I'm talking like we're best so mates funny. and we have a coffee. I had a dream actually that she was my guest speaker at one of my events that I'm running. So I'm like, well, that's a desire. It was, was in my it dream. A dream or was it a yeah. Dream? I mean, yeah, exactly. So who knows? Watch your space, people. But um, yeah, she literally owns her story. She doesn't try and pretend to be like anybody else. And I think this is actually a perfect ending to this incredible um, episode. Is that it? Just shows the power of being unfiltered yeah yeah and being purely unfiltered totally unapologetic about who you are so tapped into your gifts into your way of doing things and really without sounding too basic but just not giving a fuck about what other people think because the reality is the right people will resonate and like you know ed sheeran eminem adele uh, there's a whole host of different examples of people who are purely unfiltered, who just do it their way and stand yeah. out. I mean, you've got lots of people in the music industry who who will never be as big as Ed Sheeran and Adele. Exactly. Exactly that. Exactly and that. Because they don't work as hard and they don't put as much effort in and they don't have as much conviction and that yeah. is the thing. Yeah. You know, but what I was going to say as well when you said about not caring what people think, while you're spending so much time worrying about what people think, so are they. Other yeah. people are so worried yeah. about what other people think of them too. And if you think, how many hours or how many minutes or how many micro-mini seconds in a day do you really think about other people? Mm. We're very self-centered creatures as human beings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We think about ourselves. Yeah. You know? Like, Betty from high school is thinking about Betty from high school. Like, she's not thinking about what Laura doing on social media. Like, yeah. Betty is busy in Betty's own life. You know, yeah. people you you when you're an adult you know you have you have things going on in your life whether you have families whether you have a highly demanding job whether you have you know a holiday coming up whether you have you know you, you've lost a loved one whether you, everyone has their own process everybody's going through their own thing every single damn day and yeah. honestly like if somebody gives you a thought it's going to be a, a fleeting second yeah it's going to be a fleeting second and if it's not and they're obsessing over you it's because there's something that they're avoiding looking at within themselves and then that's that's their work anyway, isn't it? Totally, totally. I was literally just going to ask you to um, to round it off with a piece of um, advice or or an insight that oh, you, you think. And there you go. You've just done it. You've done it for me. Honestly, I'm. I I love the fact that you've joined me. I know Little Harper um, behind the scenes. Little Harper is sat with you. So um, and she's been as good as gold, which has been amazing. So give her a big <laughs> squeeze from me and say thank you. Um, but it's, it's been beautiful having you back on. I love that we've re reconnected. Um, and I think th there's just so many insights that are hidden inside of this episode that I even need to go back and listen to again, just to really kind of capture them transmission isn't it yeah yeah 100 percent. where can people find you laura so instagram i am laura chenery i reset my instagram page because yeah. i'm very energetic and i felt like i feel like our words are like spells they're like codes and they're energetic transmissions that we're sending out into the universe and a lot of the things that I'd shared back then was like me where I was at before this part of my evolution and I just had this deep call in to just reset everything which is why me and you kind of split ways because yeah. I removed all of my followers and everyone that I was following and then I just trusted that people who would align with my new frequency and my new evolution and who I truly am and my truth not who I kind of needed to be um would come back so that's why I'm really like 
in love with the fact that we have connected again yeah. because it's obviously just like a, a true soul connection yeah and um, so yeah that's my new account i am laura chenery so c-h-e-n-e-r-y sounds very posh but i assume it's not <laughs> well i'll add it all on the notes but that in itself <laughs> is is really beautiful is that it's showing that you're not afraid to because we can get caught up in numbers and, and i don't want to divulge into yeah. a whole other conversation here but we can get caught up in the numbers and actually just hearing you say how you know you reset you realize that there was a lot of out of alignment that was on your um page within your following etc yeah. etc et yeah. and it's not being afraid to do that um and then worrying about oh well she's she's lost half her followers or this that and the other it's like three thousand yeah 3, followers. yeah it's like just do what feels right for you and trust because as we're evidence of if you're meant to be in each other's lives you will find a way back to one another you always will and yeah that's where business is a beautiful thing that's where the co-creation element really comes in like people say oh i'm manifesting but they're actually controlling the outcomes and they're never going to fully manifest what it is they actually desire and what their what their true nature is because they're trying to control it and they're hiding it under this like spiritual band this pretty spiritual bow that actually the true surrender is ugly. Mm. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah. And it's, it's like, oh God, you know, like it's frustrating, but it's beautiful, you know, like yeah. the kind of butterfly metamorphosis where it goes to mush before, you know, the caterpillar goes to mush and then it transforms. And, and that's very much like the alchemy process of manifestation. And that's why most people don't get what they want because they get to the point where it's uncomfortable and things start to shed away and fall apart and then they, and they back out they opt out like mm. and, and it gets scary and it gets dark but honestly like in the darkest skies are the brightest stars and it's such a beautiful journey and i promise you at the end of that tunnel what you come out as is worth every single piece and then you believe you walk with faith you walk with gratitude you walk with joy um and life is just like one big gift isn't it you know yeah. every single day is a blessing um, yeah and when you know where you're going and you trust in that path and you know there really is nothing other than a redirection, then yeah. you trust and you just move and you go and then you get there. Love that. Nothing in life is... What did you just say then? I don't want to um, merge your quote there. <laughs> what oh, yeah, did you just say about redirection? Oh, I'm going to have to replay that and put that out because that was supersonic. But something in life nothing in life is it or something in life is just a redirection or i don't know something like that but anyway people that is magic yeah. <laughs> that that was yeah, like it comes out and then once this is why i always say like when i'm ready i go and i say it and then it's out there and yeah it's and then like i would have to go back and listen yeah. yeah oh well i'll have to go back and listen and and see but that that was awesome laura you've been amazing thank you so much um and everything um connected with with laura will be on the show notes but if you have been listening to this and it's really resonated with you, then please share on Instagram and tag both of us in. Um, share it with anyone that you feel that would benefit from hearing this episode. Um, and it's been amazing, Laura. So thank you so much for being on here. And thanks to everyone for tuning in. And we thank will you be. For having me. Oh, my pleasure. And we will be back next week with more confessions from the Unapologetic Rebels. So have a fab week and I will see you all very soon. Bye for now. Bye. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. Bye for now.